Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Nicole Reddick. I am coming to you today with a message for this month's series on Doctrines of the Bible. Doctrines of the Bible. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the first verse through verse two. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love that is a banner over us. I thank you for your teachings, for they cleanse us, empower us, deliver us, strengthen us, and enlighten us. So Father, today as I preach this message, Open up the eyes and ears of the hearers with an understanding that they may hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. They may hear you. Holy Spirit, have your way in me as I yield my vessel. In the name of the potentate King who lives forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. Doctrines of the Bible. What does doctrine really mean? Doctrine is a teaching or a law. In Hebrew, it means in in Hebrew it means Torah or Pentateuch. These are the first five books of the Bible, or the book of the Law of Moses, the first five books of the Bible. Biblical doctrine is the duty of God. It, it's scriptural teachings or spiritual truths. Normally, these truths are hidden mysteries, treasures, nuggets that one must get revelation from God on. It is about character, nature, attributes, laws, and governments. I want to take you to a scripture that the Lord put in my heart back in 2007. Or one of my um, spiritual teachers. Psalms, the 19th chapter. The 7th verse. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So here we have this verse. I want to read it and what it really means as pertaining to the law. I could say the doctrine of the Lord and it would mean the same thing. I could say the teachings of the Lord is perfect and it will mean the same thing. Converting the soul. Now here we have, when I originally received this verse and broke it down, converting meant restoring. So the teachings of God restore our soul. Now what else does converting mean? The Bible says that the teachings of the Lord... Convert the soul. 
because it is perfect. But it restores the soul and it baptizes the soul. So when we look at the word converting in this verse, we see not only restoring, but baptizing the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Today's message is on the doctrine of word baptism. The doctrine of word baptism. Now, we must understand that the word of God is perfect. It is without error. And it is for spiritual nourishment of our inner man and keeping our spirit strong, safe, and alive unto God. And you must understand that as you hear the word, as you receive the word, there's a restoration to God and a conversion of water baptism. Excuse me. And Holy Ghost baptism. Water cleansing and Holy Ghost baptism. What does baptism mean? It means a washing. It means a washing. So when we think of the word baptism, doctrines of the word of God baptism, we are thinking of the washings of the word. The washings of the word. Let's go to John the 15th chapter. John, the 15th chapter. The third verse. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Every time Jesus speaks, there is a cleansing taking place. If you get delivered, there is a cleansing taking place. He is cleansing your body. He is cleansing your spirit. He is cleansing your soul. You must understand that the inward part of you is cleansed by the word of God. The word baptizes you. He says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It does a washing. It does a washing. John, the 17th chapter, the 17th verse. I want you to understand what the word doctrine means in these particular scriptures. So we know in John, the 15th chapter, the third verse, there is a washing. We know in Psalms 19, 7, it's converting the soul. It's restoring it. It's water baptizing it. And it's spiritually being baptized. That only Christ can do. So here in John 15, 3, he says, Jesus Christ himself says, now you are clean through the word. So we know the washings are cleansing by the word. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. The word not only is true because it's perfect, it's without deceit. The word of God sanctifies you. You need it taught all the time. The word of God sanctifies you. 
the doctrine of the word of God, baptism. It is a washing. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. The first verse. Therefore, leaving the principalities of the doctrine of Christ, leaving the principles, not the principalities, the principles, the principles, the principles is the word of, did you receive when you get salvation? It's the salvation message. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Now, when he's saying leaving, he don't, he's not saying don't forget about it. He's saying grow up. Grow up in Christ. Leaving the principles of the doctrine, the word of Christ from the beginning, what got you saved. You should be growing up in him where you're not always repenting every day. The principle is to repent for your salvation every day. Every time you sin. See, when you first get saved and you find yourself in sin, you're always repenting. You're at the babe stage. You're at the principle of our salvation, of our faith. So here we have him saying, let us go on unto perfection. What does he mean? He says, let us go on unto maturing. Let us go on unto maturing, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Every time you sin, it's a dead work. We should not have to lay the foundation to you. I should not have to keep, keep preaching on sin all the time. I should be able to make you perfect, teach you about the doctrines of God, teach you about what he says, who he is, and how he works. I should be able to teach you other things. You should be able to drink more than milk. You should be able to eat meat. And of the faith towards God, we're moving you on to perfection. Of the doctrine of baptisms, of the doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of the eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. You have to understand, I've got to get you beyond always repenting to that place where you are maturing and you know how to say no to sin. Because he that overcometh will God give a crown of life. You've got to understand the word of God and what it does. So here we're talking about the teachings of the word of God baptism, the washing of the inner man. There's a conversion that's got to take place, a perfecting of the saints. We've got to get you beyond the principal part, always laying again the foundation of repentance because of dead works. I need to get you and move you into some good works. You need to get beyond always repenting. God want to hear something else. How about glory to God in the highest for what he is doing? Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Instead of on your knees saying, God, forgive me what I did last night. The next morning you should be saying, God, glory to God in the highest. Now, we all know that that's the, the milk of the word. So that if we are going strong and all of a sudden Satan sneak up on us and trick us into sin, we have that place we can repent. But you must move on. Keep maturing. Keep being perfected because that's the what the word of God does. It washes and cleanses you. It's bringing you into that place of restoration, of conversion back to God. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. The 24th verse. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. What does the word of God do? It washes and cleanses and sanctifies you. That's why you need to hear it more often probably than you do. We need to read it every day. Read it aloud. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the word of God, Jesus said, you need to hear this word. Because now you are clean by the word which I have spoken unto you. Then he prayed to the Father, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. We must understand that the word of God does a working that nothing, no other word can do. I can tell you I love you. It can satisfy an emotion, but it can't cleanse the soul. Only Christ, what I'm preaching to you today, should empower you. It should deliver you. It should bring you into perfection and an understanding and lightness, strengthen you in the word of God. It should make you strong in spirit so you won't fulfill the dead works. This word, this word, it does a washing. And that's what baptism mean. That's one of the definitions, a washing. And as we go on this month, we will understand that it means more than that. This is just one definition, washing of the word. We're talking about the doctrines of baptism in the Bible. This one is of the word of God. Here, in this chapter, verse 26, it is, metaphorically speaking, of a spiritual cleansing. That's why it's about the inner man. It's about the inner man. It's about what's inside of you. 
when you listen and do what God's word says, there is a washing of the word that takes place. There is a strengthening of your spirit. There is a conversion of your spirit. You must understand this is what your spirit needs. John, the fifth chapter, the doctrine of baptism, the washing by the word, the word of God. John, the fifth chapter, the third verse. Now, I just told you that Ephesians 5, 24 to 26, where the washing of water by the word is a spiritual cleaning. Now, in Psalms 197, the law or the teachings of God are perfect, converting. Didn't I tell you it's a washing of the soul and a baptizing and a restoring? This is what baptize mean, to baptize. And this is what the, water, the word does to us. The word baptizes, it cleanses, it sanctifies. It means to emerge in water in token of purification from sin and spiritual pollution. Only the word of God can do that. Only on the word of God. This is how you stand strong in spirit. This is how you mature. This is how you're being perfected. Five, three. John three. John 3, verse 5. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What does it mean? He said, You got to be born of water. What did I just tell you water was from the Word of God? This is the water baptism of the Word of God. It is a washing. He's saying you've got to be born of water and of the spirit. A conversion has got to take place. He's got to convert your soul. And he said the only way I can do it is through the teachings of the Holy Word. The teachings of the Bible. The Holy Scriptures. The words of Christ, these things convert the soul. It's an inward and emerging of water baptism. You've got to be born again. You've got to be born of water and of the spirit. You want to enter into the kingdom. You want the power of the Holy Ghost. You can only get it by being born of the water and of the spirit.
It's a washing. This right here, being born of water, is not natural water. It's of the word. It's a spiritual cleansing. It's a spiritual water that only comes when one preaches the gospel in truth. It only comes when you read aloud the word of God. When you're hearing it. When you're hearing it. And when you get that understanding and revelation, it is converting your soul. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 22nd verse. Let us All right, let me go back up to the 19th verse. Just, let me just read it. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, we know that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our faith. He is the bishop and chief shepherd of our souls. He says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We have to draw near with our hearts sprinkled and our bodies washed with pure water. Now there's also a washing of the blood of Christ. And he includes both of them here. But we're going to go to Ezekiel. Because I want you to understand. Your hearts being sprinkled from an evil conscience. Is not only from the blood of Christ. In Hebrews the ninth chapter. Where he says in verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That's why we need the blood of Christ. That's why we need the word of God. It does something that no other book can do. It is the cleansing and emerging of the spirit and the soul from sin. No other book can do it. No other book. This word, the apostle John, he got it where Jesus is saying, you've got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. When you do that, you're you're reading and eating of the word of God. It's doing a cleansing for you. He says, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. To eat his flesh and drink his blood means you've got to get in this word. It's going to do an inward conversion for you. There's a water baptizing you 
from hearing and preaching and teaching the word of God. It comes from that. It comes from the understanding that Christ gives you. It comes from reading. And you've got to read it out loud. And, and the more you do what God's word says, the stronger you become. And you don't find yourself on your knees every day repenting. Laying again the foundation because you, you kept sinning. See, it should be that Satan has to trick you into sinning as a believer. It's not something you should be doing every day if you're matured in Christ. So we have to get our babes in Christ matured, perfected. And that is what we're doing here today. Ezekiel. The 36th chapter. We've got to get our supposedly mature saints even more matured because they got some dead works and at times all of us does at times verse 25 Ezekiel the 36th chapter the 25th verse then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. What did he say with the word of God? He says, I will sprinkle you clean water upon you and you shall be clean. This is what Jesus said in John, the 15th chapter, the third verse. He says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So he's got to speak. And Jesus, and this is how God did it. He fulfilled this prophecy in the New Testament, which is a new covenant which is where Jesus Christ speaks. He says, a new heart and a new spirit. And I will put my spirit within you. That's conversion. That's Holy Spirit baptism. And baptism with water is also representative of the Holy Ghost. So the law of the Lord is perfect. The teachings and the doctrines of God are perfect. Converting the soul, restoring the soul, baptizing the soul. With water and with the spirit. Didn't we just learn that in John 2? Also in John also, baptizing by water and spirit, being born again. Being born again. Being born again. It says, verse 7 in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. 
Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. How can you cleanse yourself? You cleanse yourself by the word of God. Cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. What is a cleansing of ourselves? By hearing and doing the word of God. By hearing the teachings of God, the doctrines of Christ of the Bible. This is how we get the cleanliness of the spirit and the perfection of holiness. And the fear of God. We've got to cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit. You've got to be perfected. And when you have a teacher that is teaching you sound doctrine, what is sound doctrine? Healthy teaching. And what does healthy teaching do? It restores the soul. It, cause, it causes what John, the fifth chapter, tells us we need to be born of the water and of the spirit. This is what the word of God does. If you want the Holy Ghost, you've got to take on the teachings of the word of God. You've got to understand it. You've got to be clear. Your eyes and ears of understanding must be open. There are many people that can hear this word, but they may not understand it. They may need to call me. They may need to email me. They may need to come to me and say, hey, can, can you expound on this a little more? Those are the ones that are ready to grow in God. Why? Because they didn't catch the revelation. They didn't catch the understanding. Their spiritual eyes and ears were not open enough to receive the word of God. There, there was not a true cleansing because their ears were stopped up. Their heart wasn't ready for it. It was too heavy. Sometimes the word of God will come heavy. It's too heavy for you. But at other times when it's preached, it's milk. And it cleanses the spirit. You understand it. We need the word of God. We need the word of God as believers. We need the word of God for the cleansing, for the word baptism. We need the word of God. We need the doctrine of the word. We need the doctrine of baptism of the word of God. You never receive God's doctrine in restrictiveness, but as insight to spiritual development and growth, you've got to know that God is ready to strengthen you. He's ready to keep you. He's ready to uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. He's ready to lead you into battle. But in order for you to war, you've got to know the word of God. You've got to be able to stand on it. You've got to get that cleansing done so that when the enemy begins to throw darts, when he put poison in your body, when he tries to kill you, you can stand. That's why Jesus said, 
if you follow him and you keep his commandments, if you keep his teaching, and if you do what the word says, he says, if you follow me, he says, thereby will nothing be able to harm you. You can drink any deadly thing and keep on walking. God, as he is teaching the word of God, you can't take in unhealthy teachings. That's unsound doctrine. That's false teachers, false preachers. When they give you errors of word of truth, and it's possible because what they do is, is mix the truth of God's word with a lie and therefore it becomes false doctrine. It becomes unhealthy for you because then you begin to walk in it. But when you take the truth of God's word, then you can be able to stand. Then you can be able to war. Then you can be able to chew on the heaviness of God. Then you can be able to understand revelation. Then when the enemy throw his fiery darts, then the shield of faith is there. Then you put on the breastplate of righteousness. You can take a stand because you know the word of God. It has cleansed your spirit and your soul and you're walking in the holiness of God. This verse says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We got to understand that God's word the doctrines of the Bible, this word, it restores, it washes, it sanctifies, it cleanses, it baptizes. And this is the doctrine of the word baptism. This is taught only in the Holy Scriptures, in the Holy Bible. Only this word can give you what you need. You've got to ask God for it. You want to be strong in truth, not strong in false doctrine. It's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to continue in dead works. But when you get the truth and you begin to walk in it, that means you apply it. That means you are doer of the word. You can war with the enemy. And sometimes in battle you get wounded. But trust and believe your God. Because the same way you get wounded. He covers you in his skirt. And he begins to heal the spirit. He covers you in his glory and he tells you he loves you. When God begins to heal your body, he says it's a time of love. And the only way you know it is because you've been in his word and he's restoring you and he's cleansing you and he's strengthening you and he's healing you all by his word. All by his word. So I don't want you to be afraid of your enemy. Do not fear 
what man can do to the body, but fear the one, fear God Almighty, fear the Lord Jesus Christ. They are the ones that can destroy both body and soul in hell. And not only do they destroy it then, then you die a second death. I want you to understand I'm letting you know what the word of God spoken in truth, the doctrine of the word of baptism does for you. I'm not saying this into a negative way. I just want you to know that you, you become alive in God by the word of God. Not only did Jesus say, now you are clean by the word that I have spoken unto you. He said, it is the word that quickeneth. And what does quickeneth mean but make alive? It is the word that gives you life. The doctrine of the word of baptism. You've got to understand the doctrine of the word and what it does for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word. I pray that it encouraged, that it strengthened, that it empowered, that it delivered, that it cleansed, that it washed, that it baptized. That it made alive, that it sanctified. In the name of Christ, the potentate king, the one who lives forever and never the high priest and the apostle of our soul, the bishop, the chief shepherd, the spiritual feeder, the governor, the rose of Sharon, the lover of your soul, This is Christ. He is the only one. He is the only one. He loves you. In the Holy One's name, amen and amen.